I have the Wikipedia article for Ernest Saves Christmas open so I can remember what happened. <laughs> okay, excellent. Actually, let me excellent. get the Wikipedias yeah. for both. I also have the Wikipedia page open for John R. Cherry III, the director of most of the Ernest movies and also the creator of the character. Okay, good. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. We got to learn the Ernest lore, guys. We're definitely you know, fun that. fact. Uh, yeah. The first Ernest movie we watched, Ernest Goes to School, was one of the few that isn't directed by him. Okay. Oh, okay. So. We, we betrayed the Ernest legacy. I guess we did betray but the Ernest legacy. Accidentally before we even started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like that little factoid will probably be the cold open uh for the episode yeah which ones did he do which one well i guess i meant which one didn't he do would it be uh so it was Ernest goes to school was one he didn't do uh yeah it's one he didn't do yeah that it's the Ernest goes to school is the only one he didn't do okay oh. that's weird so he did the other ones after it because Ernest goes to before school before and the after last one he did all okay. of them before and after. It's it's ninety four. He did all of them from ninety three to and then ninety five to ninety eight. Hmm. Interesting. Ernest goes to school is the only one not directed by him. Okay. Is is there a reason why? I know I know we should probably start the episode, but now I'm curious to know why. <laughs> I do not know, and the Wikipedia article is not giving me anything. Okay. Because that's just that's just fascinating to me. <laughs> yeah. Ready to sing clap when you are, guys. Uh, yeah. Okay. Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I am your host Hal, and you know I woke up this morning and got some gabagool. Uh, my mama told me I was the chosen one. Oh wait, that's not the right. Intro. That's the Sopranos intro, which is pretty apt and pretty timely. Hey, Buster, you're here. What are you doing here? Oh, uh, not much. I'm just saving Christmas. You're saving Christmas, William. What are you doing here? Well, I shouldn't ask that. I really shouldn't ask why you're here. <laughs> you know, for the people. record, I didn't actually say yes to be on this episode. I just didn't say no. <laughs> And that's the way it's going to be forever. <laughs> Buster was the most excited to do this episode, which is hilarious because he doesn't even celebrate Christmas. Yeah. All right. Well, little... I just love Ernest. <laughs> well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yes, this is the uh, this, this is another holiday episode for too many movies. This is the fourth one this year because I've done four holiday episodes in a row. You know, last and three year... of them were Halloween. Three no no I'm talking about eight crazy nights uh fucking die hard and then I just did the, this episode's still not up yet but uh, at the time of us recording this but I did the bad guys holiday special with uh Yinsed. that's gonna go up eventually um but anyway I just I wanted I, I was in I was in a festive mood this year you know last year we only did the Star Wars holiday special this year I quadrupled down and now we have all these all these holiday special episodes um which is funny because today we're going to be talking about two holiday movies that none of us really gave a shit about until we actually saw them and now that we've seen them we may not ever watch them again but we'll certainly be talking about them uh for years and years now i can i can sense i, I don't know am i in the minority with that Nah, you're hitting on the nail. No, you watched Eight Crazy Nights twice this year. We might watch Saves again at some point. 
We, we might watch Surviving Christmas again, but I don't know because I came away. Well, the reason I watched Eight Crazy Nights a second time was to ju- was to just double check to make sure where it ranks um, but to, uh, against Surviving Christmas. We'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. First off, before we survive Christmas, why don't we save Christmas? But not us save Christmas. Why don't Ernest saves Christmas? Hey, that's our first movie today. Should we, we watch- establish who Ernest is? Um, well, first, let me just say that I had zero plans to ever talk about this movie ever until Buster a couple months ago was just like, hey, are you ever going to do Ernest Saves Christmas on the podcast? And I said, no, but now I am. So (laughs) that's why Buster's here. (laughs) Yeah, Buster walked up and said, what is up? (laughs) Hold on, William. Let's save that for later. Let's actually talk about the movie before we get to why we watch the movie. I mean, it's pretty obvious why, but for for those of us who who know who I am and, you know, my Duggist culture, but we'll we'll get to that. Anyway, William, yes, you bring up a very good point. Please explain to the audience who Ernest is. So Ernest was a character who was very popular in commercials back in the 80s and 90s. He sold product. Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Sundrop. So it says here, check cereal and Taco John's, whatever that was. I, I do have, like, whenever I think of Ernest in commercials, I know there's, like, that image of him, like, selling Mellow Yellow. Like, yeah. That, that was, like, a thing. Yeah, that that's why I meant not Sundrop. Mellow Yellow. It mm-hmm. is, like, he's, the commercials, from what I'm aware, that were done, like, from the POV of a character we didn't see because we were supposed to be them, of Ernest talking to his friend slash neighbor, Vern. Vern. Well, like, it does appear in torture, this movie. Technically That's appears true. in the movie. <laughs> and he was always just, like, be annoying to them, like, a pest, like, the neighbor who would never leave you alone. Like, if yeah. Ned Flanders was actually what Homer thought he was. Yeah, yeah, and he, he talks in like a southern voice, kind of, and he always was like, "Know what I mean? Come no, on, man. Vern, we can do this. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, Vern. Know what I mean? Come on, Vern. come on, Vern, we're gonna rat again. He was created by he was created by this man named John Cherry that worked at an advertising agency, and he was played famously by Jim Varney, Slinky mm-hmm. Dog from Toy Story himself, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is technically the role that got him Slinky Dog, but you know, yeah. But mo- most and, uh, of our audience would probably know yeah. him from that, mostly. Yeah, because our audience is 12-year-olds or something. Yeah. <laughs> or something. They're animation fans. <laughs> so 12-year-olds. Yeah, 12 exactly. Years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. How we got introduced into Bakshi again. Uh, we will. We, w- we will. All yeah. Not yet, but yet, not we yet. Should, we should time. just force all of the Shafrillis fans to watch Fire and Ice. Granted, I still need to watch Fire and Ice, but we should make them all watch Fire and Ice with yeah, us. B- but listen, the funny, the funnier option would force be forcing them to watch Coonskin. Oh, oh no! That... Come on. Okay, Ed, all right. Amer- on, American man. Pop, it is. Okay. <laughs> as long as they stay the hell away from wizards, because I actually want to keep that in obscurity. I don't think they'll understand wizards. No, nobody will understand wizards except for me. <laughs> <laughs> but can we understand Ernest? Well, uh, that's I mean. the million-dollar question. <laughs> so <laughs> Ernest had like a bazillion films for some reason. For some reason, okay. And then the, the named Ernest movies are Ernest Goes to Camp in '87, Ernest Saves Christmas, the one we're talking about today. If you couldn't tell, 1990, mm. Ernest Goes to Jail. 
What what a what whiplash. Ninety one, Ernest scared stupid. Ninety three, Ernest rides again, which we've seen in otherwise, where Ernest yeah. rides a cannon down the highway. Isn't that funny? Well, I mean, we don't have to go too into it, but isn't that funny that that's what that movie's called? Because because of that entire 20-minute section in the middle where he's just on the fucking highway on the back of a giant-ass cannon? What, 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 a, what an anomaly that film was, Ernest Rides Again. Yeah. But that's an episode for another uh, movie. 1994, yeah. we've watched this one as well. Ernest Goes to School. That was the That's first one we watched. And then, that is the first one we watched. And then after yeah. that, there were free direct-to-video movies. Yes, all the ones beforehand were theatrical films. <laughs> Technically, Ernest Goes to School was a limited release, apparently. Okay. But yeah, then 95, Slam Dunk Ernest. 97, yeah, baby. Ernest Goes to Africa. I'm sure that one has aged wonderfully. <laughs> and 1998, Ernest in the Army. Ernest Goes to Africa is the one I'm most excited to see. <laughs> that can only go so well. <laughs> he also had a TV show called Hey Vern, It's Ernest, I guess. Really? I didn't know it about the TV show. Says it was a children's show. Understandable. Uh, understandable. understandable. <laughs> well, let's talk specifically about Ernest uh, Saves Christmas. Well, yeah, that's you know? the, point of the, the point of the episode. I, I know, I know, I know. You but, know what I mean? Okay, we've... We've established who Ernest is, um, so we know that this is a Christmas movie because Christmas is in the title, and basically, Ernest has to save Christmas because Santa Claus is looking for uh, a new Santa Claus to pass the torch, as it were. A successor, uh, if you will. A successor, and the one guy he has his eye on is like, uh, no, um... <laughs> Just well, because the one guy he happens to find is like an actor and has an agent who's like, no, you can't be Santa Claus. And for some reason, Santa didn't plan this out like at all. Well, like, also, did, he's doing this on Christmas Eve of all days. Also, did the guy in even, Florida? Does the guy even think Santa's real at this point in the movie? Um, no, no, because when he first meets him, that that that's when he first meets him. He's just like he does not believe in Santa Claus, or like he 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 doesn't see he does he doesn't believe because he just doesn't understand like what Santa is asking of him. Do we can we have the talk about Christmas specials where like people don't believe in Santa, but Santa is actually real? Can we have that conversation? Because I, I, I think never can... like that trope because I it doesn't like make sense in universe. No, it doesn't. Like, because I where the one... fuck did the presents come from then? Well, there's that. One, well, there's that one moment in Elf, the Will Ferrell movie, where he's just like, "What? Why don't people believe in Santa Claus?" And the Santa's just like, "Oh, they think their uh, kids think their parents do it." And he's like, "What? Their parents?" It's like, no, elaborate on that. Why don't they believe? Huh? Yeah. Like, is it like an opt-out card of believing in Santa? <laughs> the yellow well, card in no the mail saying, "Do you believe in Santa? Yes or no?" Like. <laughs> what when you you're old enough to fill out to get your own mail, you probably remember that Santa exists. <laughs> this November, vote yes on Santa Claus. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh was proposition twelve twenty four. <laughs> I'm already coughing, and we're not even talking about like the meat of the movie yet. Because well, it's just a that... dumb trope that doesn't even make sense. Like, no, logically, if you're a parent in that world, you would know Santa's real because you didn't have to spend any money on your kid that December. True. Yeah. 
I mean, I think it's supposed to be for the kids watching the movie to, like, relate, to be like, oh, I know people who don't believe in Santa Claus, except, um... We live in the reality where Santa doesn't exist, so... He's only a Coca-Cola mascot in our hearts. He's only a Coca-Cola mascot, exactly. Um, He's my my favorite Metal Gear Solid character. (laughs) (laughs) Da-da-da-da-da! Ho, ho, ho! Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's a dumb trope. And uh, unfortunately, this movie doesn't, like... It doesn't really play with that trope in any fun way well no like, movie literally... does because if they tried to explain it it wouldn't make sense right exactly exactly so yeah just having uh i know like people like the santa claus and by people i mean you know who but i don't <laughs> want to get to him just yet um i will say i do like this santa actor he's not like you know your typical santa actor because he's not like fat and he's he doesn't have like this deep booming voice it's it the actor's name is douglas seal he played the sultan in aladdin um that's what he's like most famous for yeah i'm pulling up his wiki page now just to see where all he did not that I'm much pre- uh no he was in amadeus as count arco that's really cool that like he, i don't know if i recognized him in amadeus because like i'm trying to remember like which guy in amadeus sounds like the sultan from aladdin but i don't think there was i think he was just genuinely playing a character uh he was krebs the koala in the rescuers down under <laughs> he was we can't escape from the movies he who shall not be named likes <laughs> uh he was plaza hotel man in ghostbusters 2 Okay, that's the Ghostbusters movie I've seen the least thus far. What so... the hell is Palookaville? Oh. <laughs> well, he plays old man in Palookaville. Well, that's a future <laughs> too many movies waiting to happen, folks. Yeah, episode 298, uh, Palookaville. He was the dad in Almost an Angel. You're just you're just, you're like Stop making, making stuff up, up movies, William. Point. Yeah, like, like e- each movie you say, I l- I know less of. He was the bus driver in Greg Abbott, Attorney at Law. I made that Can one. We talk up. about Florida. I, I I was gonna say I was like, is this is this a point where William actually makes something up, or is this like the or is he actually just continuing? <laughs> he was Boswell and Mister Destiny. That one's real. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mr. Destiny. My God. Look, point is, I, I, I liked him. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. How, how do we feel about this Santa Claus? Uh, He's a nice guy. Fun. Yeah. yeah. I like his I like. I like what he says. My name is Santa Claus. <laughs> He's very whimsical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think it works well with Ernest, especially there. Yeah, that's the thing. Let, let's talk about Ernest in this movie. Yeah. I he's Ernest. I, he's Ernest. He's Ernest. Yeah. If you know how he is, you know how he is. Yeah, I I always got the feeling from because like I've never watched the Ernest movies until we started watching them in like Wheel Nights that like I'm not supposed to like Ernest where I'm just like you know because they're supposed to be like these dumb kids movies but like I don't know as far as dumb kids movies go. I feel like these movies understand what they are, so I can't really get mad at them. Like, I'd probably say this is my least favorite Ernest film thus far, but, like, it's not like it's horrible. I didn't yeah. think it was horrible. I mean, I Ernest just... still has good bits in it. 
in the yeah. in the world of commercials that got extended into full movies, this is better than Space Jam. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I mean, not I'm... saying much. No, it's correct. Like, but the fact no. that ima- the fact of the matter is, it's better than Space Jam. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll agree that Space Jam is not good. I personally like Space Jam, but no, you, I will absolutely concede that like yeah no you're absolutely right like because at least unlike space jam this one's a lot more focused like we know Ernest is the main character whereas like space jam (laughs) who cares you know (laughs) yeah Uh, Wayne Knight turns to a CG abomination yeah (laughs) that doesn't happen in Ernest Saves Christmas so I'll give you that (laughs) I'm glad it doesn't happen no I know I know Yeah. yeah We're all glad. That Imagine that happen. the teenage girl sidekick in this movie pulls out giant Wayne Knight out of the bag. <laughs> just what every just... kid wants for Christmas. Yeah. CGI Wayne Knight. Newman. <laughs> Newman. <laughs> Alan. How the Newman stole Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would watch that. I would watch that. I'd watch that. Yeah. I'd we're never going to get through this it. episode. <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're not. Can but we talk about what? Florida I... now? Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Oh, this yeah, movie, this, this movie... This Christmas the t- movie, the holiday famous for snow and wintry things, takes place entirely in fucking Florida. <laughs> Orlando, now, Florida. <laughs> Our theory was it was cheaper to film there um, in Florida, which I buy, but also... Yeah, wait a minute. Like that wasn't Florida? my that wasn't my theory. I had no theory. In you fact, had no theory. it's not it like it was like is this an earnest thing? Uh, no, because when I looked it up, uh, he was created in fucking Nashville. <laughs> Nashville, so no, Tennessee? he's not yeah. a Florida thing. I don't know. Is he supposed to be like in every state in every one of his movies? Because like, where did the where did uh, rides again and goes back to school take place and do we remember I don't remember no, I, don't I guess remember. it's like every town has an Elm Street every town has an Ernest sure <laughs> they're just off, they're just rolling off the assembly line yeah except 50 yeah, except Ernest this... is for America yeah whereas this one takes specifically in Florida but yeah that also raises the question why is Santa going to find his successor in a place that's not cold like yeah, like which no sense. Would he even like living in the North Pole at that point? It's like, wow, this is fucking miserable. I want to go back to Orlando. At least they have Mickey Mouse. Yeah, exactly. It it's it just makes no sense. But then again, I guess because it's a dumb '80s Christmas children's movie, we're not supposed to think about that. But then it's like, okay, I'm not blinded by nostalgia though for this movie. I can't really overlook these things. These are like genuine questions I have. When I was a kid, I didn't know that like Florida and like SoCal didn't get winter the same way we did. So like when I was watching the Drake and Josh Christmas special, I'm like, why isn't it snowing there? <laughs> and I found out later they don't get winter. No, they don't get They winter. get fall too. <laughs> fall too. Let's baby. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. Fall too. <laughs> yeah. Olivia was she... complaining about the temperature wishing down to the forties like two days ago. Like, what what do you you'll complain about the forties? <laughs> I love be- I love it being in the forties. You kidding? Yeah. I can wear a sweatshirt. Yeah, you get it. Yeah. You especially get it. You're in Chicago. That's like the that's like worse than yeah. that. it gets pretty cold up in here. It gets a bit yeah. quirky up in here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like a forty to, a forty degree day in October sucks, but a forty degree day in February, it's amazing. 
That is amazing. It's like, oh, it's nice and warm out now. I can take my coat off a little. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, 40 degree weather. Happy to see in February. (laughs) After you have have those shitty weeks of 20 degree weather, like, oh my God, this is miserable. (laughs) Our Southern uh, listeners are just like, I don't get any of this. Our Southern listeners got it once and it destroyed their power grid. (laughs) (laughs) Two inches of snow. Holy shit. Yeah, but like, uh, like I guess I can like just talk about general thoughts of the movie because like I have a yeah. weird critique with this movie. I brought it up during our watch through. I feel like the second, the third act doesn't have enough earnest, <laughs> where it's like well, he just kind of yeah. takes the sideline and just he just kind of like doing his thing. He just he's not even doing his usual stick. He's his stick is sideline for like drama question mark. I guess we need to talk about the plot now. Yeah. That's I, true. I, okay. Yeah, I vaguely alluded. Let's to it run down on, the plot. Yeah. Okay, yeah, please, Santa, yeah, you explain it. Uh, old man Sandy, Sandy Claus pulls up in Orlando. They make a bunch of jokes about how, how who this man is. Like, oh, where are you from? Up north. What business are you in? Toys. And they do jokes at that at the airport. How he, pull, he gives them this passport. It literally says, Santa Claus. With the a bug lo- shot. The guy <laughs> looks at the thing, then looks at everyone else, remembers he's in Florida, and says, I don't give a shit. I hate this job. <laughs> and just lets him through. <laughs> He's probably let seven people already. That meanwhile, Santa Claus in there. Meanwhile, uh, Ernest is a taxi driver in Florida. Dear God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the safest driver there. Yeah, no, we were. Yeah, we were making that joke that Ernest is the safest Florida driver because I mean the way he drives, he was endangering people, but like he didn't kill anybody. <laughs> I mean, he put that one dude in a catatonic state. Mind you, it was his own passenger, but you know. Yeah, he did it for the lol. You know that yeah. the dummy they used for that guy too in those shots wasn't was actually pretty decent. Like you could tell, oh. it was like, like I'm pretty sure that was like a rubber dummy because the way he was like bopping up against the cab and stuff. But like, pretty good dummy if it was. Yeah. What was the budget on this? Uh, uh 6.5 million. Made twenty eight point two million. Okay. Good job, Ernest. You did it. You made a you profit, Ernest. Drink Coke. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, meanwhile, uh, at one point, Ernest uh, picks up a runaway girl from Indiana, of all places. Why is she here? She jumps in the cab to get away from this dude after she dined and dashed. Yeah. And uh, she becomes the sidekick for the rest of the movie now, somehow. Just because. Just because. He has has nothing going on. (laughs) Ernest gets a daughter for two days, apparently. Yeah. Ernest dad arc. (laughs) He, he didn't seem that bothered by it. He was just like, whatever. Yeah. And uh, then they meet Santa Claus. Oh, because he, he gives Santa Claus a ride at one point, And then they pick yeah. up the girl. And then they pick up the girl, yeah. SMH, William, stop mixing up your Ernest lore. So then Ernest <laughs> goes to school and then rides a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that uh, this whole thing, he doesn't take money from either of them because he's a nice guy, which gets him fired from his job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Santa glo- goes to the the agency or whatever, the place where, the set where Joe, the guy who wants to become the new Santa, works, hosting a children's show program, I think. Well, that's later in the movie. Uh, when he first meets him, he's at the children's museum, but there's like a classroom there. It's, uh, they say it's I the mean, children's maybe museum. Maybe he's like a guest speaker there or something. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, that's when he's doing the dinosaur puppets. Yeah. Oh, God, don't remind me. I like dinosaurs. 
Dinosaurs are cool. Yeah, dinosaurs I, are cool. I, I like how the whole reason we take this movie and are judging it against things that are not even in the movie. <laughs> well, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't know if you want to explain a little bit more of the plot. Hello, I'm the earnest critic, and I watched it so I had to. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so then later in the movie, I, yeah, what happens between when he's at the children's hospital? Oh, he gets arrested because he keeps saying he's Santa Claus, but, and Joe and Joe's agent don't believe him. And then all of a sudden he gets arrested because he's causing a ruckus or something. I guess he's like a public nuisance. Yeah. So then he gets arrested. He's at the, uh, he's at the police station and they're like, Get, they're like getting remember they're like getting his fingerprints and like his fingers like snowprints snowflakes on them which is weird i've is, is that like a santa thing yeah I, does joe get them at the end of the movie spoilers <laughs> spoilers <laughs> for this earnest movie from 1988 yeah spoilers yeah. for this movie the audience isn't gonna fucking watch <laughs> spoilers for this movie that maybe the audience has watched or maybe they've seen that video that has to do with this movie um <laughs> Yeah, okay, and then they break him out of prison uh, because they say they're from the government and they just believe him. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Santa Claus goes to Joe. Joe's on the movie set because he was offered this film role for the movie Christmas Slays, I think it's called. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a horror movie. Oh. The horror. Well, like, yeah. okay. Because, okay, in real life, they would have told you that initially from the get-go, at which point, if you didn't like it, that'd be your problem. I think the the thing in the movie is they did, aren't very clear what the movie is ahead of time, because they say Christmas sleigh, like, actual sleigh. Yeah. Well, it's Santa Claus, it's Santa Claus himself who's just like, I thought this was called Christmas sleighs, and, like, J- so Joe understands what he's in for. But then he also is just like, I don't know about, because then there's that me- meeting later on where he's just like, I don't know about this type of language. And it's just like, dude. Because he doesn't want to do it in front of the children, I think. Because like, oh, must protect the children. I love the children. Not that way, With- though. <laughs> Which, let's be honest, we brought this up. Those children, if they're in show business, have heard way worse. Those children, if they live in Florida, have heard and seen worse. <laughs> exactly. So... Joe, and it's like, I think the whole point of the going for is like you can't defile Christmas tradition. It's Christmas. It's wholesome. It's pure. And it's like have some goddamn fun for once. The guy yeah. who made Christmas Story also made Black Christmas a decade before. Yeah, exactly. This and this movie came out the same year as what's considered another Christmas classic, Die Hard, which some people don't want to like consider a Christmas classic because it's violent. But it's like, dude. Who cares? Like, there's so... I, I never understood that argument. But like. You know, it's like I saw a poll recently done by somewhere, by some website that actually said about alternate Christmas movies, and more people said Die Hard was a Christmas movie than Gremlins. Mm. Which is stupid, but... <laughs> I, I think the whole Die Hard Christmas movie thing has actually worked at this point, to the point okay. now where people are objecting to other movies that are blatantly more Christmas-related. Yeah, I I don't know if you if really who cares if it's an argument. I yeah. really just uh, the movie just takes let... place during Christmas. It counts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Also, exactly. the song December nineteen sixty three. Oh, what a night by Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Uh, late December. It sounds like he's at a party. What kind of party would he be at in late December? That's a Christmas song. That's a Christmas song. I remember you were trying to make that argument, which. 
I'm gonna. I, I'll agree with that. I, I I'm fine with that. Guys, guys, <laughs> we can't get arguments about like silly shit. We gotta save Christmas. I know. You know, I know. I'm looking Let's at the poster to... on the Wikipedia article. It, it's great. The tagline for this movie is just "He's back," and this time, <laughs> Ernest saves Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's so I good. Mean, that's, it's so that's good. Quick, quick and to the point. If I'm being honest, <laughs> he's back, and this time he saves Christmas. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I don't know what I expected. Honestly, yeah. I was worried he wouldn't, because like the film was the second half of this film was like so unearnest. Yeah, because like, well, at a certain point, then Ernest kind of just becomes like a side character in his own movie, because the actual main plot revolves around Santa Claus trying to yeah. get Joe get his stuff together. Like, because the reindeer are in. Oh, the fucking reindeer subplot is stupid. <laughs> yeah, so there's and, a reindeer and, subplot where they. They ship the rain, so they ship the reindeer via cargo plane, and like these two airport workers are like dealing with them. One of which looks like he was supposed to be J- John Candy, but isn't. Yeah. Did this dollar store John Candy? Yeah, John Candy Corn. They wanted to get Mellow Yellow, but they got the Great Value version. <laughs> they got they s- cut the Summit Cola. Yeah, <laughs> Summit Cola. <laughs> Oh, classic. Um, yeah, like basically they're just like, oh, we have these. De- Wait a minute. If the reindeer can fly, why did they get cargoized in the cargo plane? Now you understand why this subplot is stupid. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it wasn't the unfunniest subplot I've ever seen in a movie. I just. Well, also, they only have a cut back to it for like 30 seconds at a time half the time. Yeah, yeah so like it's just that's... to remind you. Oh yeah, by the way, these guys are still in the movie. Yeah, and that's Aww. it. Which I mean, it does come together in the end because that's when Ernest goes to them and he's just like, "Hey, you guys got any reindeer here?" And he's like, "Yep, look in the ceiling." And guys, look, the they're ceiling, up there. It's like, oh, oh, they're in the, they're on the ceiling. The it's whole funny. point is just to set up that brick joke for the end, where like when they first got the crate, they're mm. de- like the two guys are debating how it's spelled because like the way it's written is weird, I guess. And the one guy thinks that's an M. No, that's a V. That's an M. That's a V, for Mister Elms. Gee, I wonder what it could be. And at the very end of the movie, the two little guys show up and say, "A package for helper elves," because it was a V. Yeah, that was the joke. But not one of Ernest's finest moments. Not one of the Ernest film's finest moments. I'll say. Well, Ernest, Ernest is barely in that part, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, so it's fine. I'm saying the, uh, that's why I said the Ernest films, not Ernest yeah. himself. And then there's a really lame uh, end credits tag right before oh, the yeah. credits that flashes back to them. We're doing the same gag gag again of what the package is, and then just two big rabbit ears burst out of the box. Yeah. Oh yeah. Why did the, the Easter Bunny shipped himself? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, but does Ernest save Easter? No. Well, we never saw it. And we never will see it because Jim's Var- Jim Varney's dead. <laughs> yeah, he died in 2000. He's been dead the whole time. Yeah. So we'll never get another Ernest movie, sadly. Yeah. The Easter Bunny shipped himself and suffocated in transit. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah, happened that, in that, the Ernest lore. That's the canon version. I know agree. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Well, so, all right. I, we get to the climax and... Joe agrees to be Santa Claus. Um, yeah, this is the scene where like Ernest like gets the sleigh and he's like riding it around the world and like a la like Superman the movie where he's just going around the earth, but he doesn't go back in time, unfortunately. He also doesn't know who Blitzen is. 
Yeah, yeah. Why was that a running joke? Like, I don't know that's who Gretchen the, is. That's the easiest reindeer name to remember. It's the last one. <laughs> Maybe exactly. that's why. That's the joke? Question mark? Like, if anything, I pronounce Donner the other way or something. Because, like, Dunder? Yeah, Donder or Donner. People say it both yeah. ways. Like, which one is well, it? Well, the original was Dunder, because it was German. Okay. Because um, Dunder and Blitzen, that's German. Um, but then I guess somewhere along the line, like somewhere between that and 1964 Rudolph, it became Donner. So somewhere b- b- between that, it turned into Donner. Now remember, Ernest, you have to say the reindeer names exactly. Klaatu, <laughs> Dondronder, Blitzok. <laughs> I want you to make that joke every time you come back on here, somehow. <laughs> This entire episode's just William making us laugh. I you, yeah, that's why. Why do you think I brought him back? <laughs> and you but can anyway, keep bringing him back. Yeah, he keep he keeps coming back. Know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, can we talk about the very end where like uh, Santa Claus reveals his real name? Yeah, what the fuck was his real name again? Seth, Seth Applegate. Applegate. James. That is. Okay, that yeah, that was so stupid. And it's like <laughs> Santa has actual fucking names in real life. Yeah, Saint Santa- Nicholas, Chris Kringle, it could use one of them. Paul Giamatti. You, I mean, <laughs> come on. Like, yeah, you have options. Seth Applegate. I guess also, they just wanted their own copyrightable Santa lore. You can't copyright a name like that. But consider this, like. If he could have used Seth Applegate and nobody would have looked at him weirdly. They would have been like, because like at the beginning when he like brings his passport and he's just like, oh, that's my name, Seth Applegate. It's like, oh, okay, that's not weird. We're not going to arrest you. It's like he could have he could have saved so much time if he just said, I'm Seth Applegate. And then when he got to seeing Joe, then he was just like, hey, Joe. I'm actually Santa Claus. Well, to be fair, Seth Applegate was born in, like, he became Santa Claus in, like, 1880s. So it's like, Seth Applegate would be long dead to the average folk. Okay, but then they would never have known a Seth Applegate to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. Are you saying there's more than one 100-year-old out there besides Santa Claus? Also, (laughs) it just hit me. I think I know the real reason why he went to Florida, because he was retiring at the end. Oh, and he's old. oh, still stupid. It's stupid. It's a stretch, <laughs> but like he's old. He, he does start hitting on that woman at the end. Yeah, you know. So the other old like, lady. Yeah, the old lady. Um, yeah. What, what a, a movie that Ernest. <laughs> okay, I think I'm ready to explain why we watched it, and I'm gonna let Buster explain why. Oh God, I have to explain it. Well, you are the reason why we're talking okay. about it. So. Okay, so, I don't know when, seconds. I don't know when, but me and Hal got super hyper-fixated on the Nostalgia Critic review for this movie because of a couple of jokes that got cut out of the official upload. You can still find the jokes on YouTube through unofficial uploads. Yes. But, like, the two jokes, where one was about autism. <laughs> yeah. Naturally. And the other was the Nostalgia Critic saying a very word. A so word. the clip gets posted on Twitter every year. <laughs> Should I put I'll put I'll I'll put the clip in like right now in the episode. I'll play it like Why right is now. that Close D Why 
What's up, my niggas? <laughs> when Santa Claus gets arrested, he goes to jail and he looks around and sees everybody. And there's like one singular black man. Yeah. <laughs> and Doug, for whatever reason in 2009, was just like, I know the perfect joke for me to make right now. Which is really weird. Well, so it's telling of the time period. I it is telling of the time period, but he has never ever made another joke like that ever. Like in any other video. It's Obviously, so out of today. character. Well, that's the thing. Like I that's think the why... joke is that's supposed to be out of character because it's an old man saying it. No, no, but he said but he's said out of character things. As when, like having an old person say something raunchy before he's made that joke before the thing is he's never used the n-word like that yeah. like that's that's why i'm so hyper fixated on this one like three second clip that i can find on youtube because well not well not well, one he deleted it from the actual review which makes it 10 times funnier now that we can find it still on YouTube. Well, what's also but funnier also is the fact that he did the top 11 fuck-ups video at one point, oh. and he apologized for the autism joke. Yeah. Said nothing about this one, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing, too, is, like, I've seen the autism joke. I mean, I say joke in quotation marks. It's not marks. even a joke. He just says, oh, he's teaching the autistic kids. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, okay. Okay. There's no joke he, there. That's not he a said he said he said autism. Well, I guess I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of the same thing. He just says the N word. Where's the joke? I mean, well, you know what? At the very least, there's a bit of the joke with the N word because, yeah, isn't it funny that Santa Claus, this old white dude, says the N word? I mean, there's 2009 an was weird. It, it really was weird. Was. It was weird. Summer was of weird. love, baby. They brought it back. <laughs> they brought it back. But yes, basically, the only reason we watch this is because of we that love one... Ernest. We love well one. We love Ernest. We do unironically love the Ernest movies. We sometimes when William's feeling funny, he'll just pop on an Ernest movie during Wheel Night. Uh, we did it twice. The one time was because we landed on it, and the other time was was because we found out that Olive Garden guy was in the movie. Right. So who knows when the next time we'll watch another Ernest movie? When it's, I feel I like know. suffering enough that we will just say, "Hey guys, Ernest goes to Africa." I'm sure this will age per perfectly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I'm sure this will be a nice, wholesome time. Listen, no stereotypes at all. <laughs> We're in it for the long run at this yeah, point. Yeah, this is We're totally going a to Disney movie. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> Guys, the music was done by Mark Snow. Get it? Christmas. Oh, is oh is that like a Mark Webb situation because they hired him because he has the word in his name that is associated with Spider-Man? Oh, no, he's uh, apparently done music for the X-Files. Yeah, he did the X-Files theme. Look, I'm sure the good, the guy is talented, but, like, Snow, Christmas yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure the dude is massively talented, though. I'm not, I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to knock the guy down. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, I, know, I know. You're just being a silly. <clears throat> you're just being a silly. I am being a silly. Well, I th we've, we've done it. I think we've explained enough about the movie. It really, is there really anything to go in-depth with it? Ernest Saves Christmas is the only Ernest film of the, out of the original Disney 4 to not receive a release on Blu-ray. Really? I didn't know that, actually. It has a DVD release. Yeah, from 2002, but it doesn't have a Blu-ray yet. Wild. Interesting. Because it's so one wait. of the more well-known Ernest movies. 
Yeah, I was gonna say like you think at least the Disney do. Movie Club would have it. Yeah, that's weird. And plus, like apparently, some people are nostalgic for this. Like I don't know, this seems like one that would have a Blu-ray release or. I don't know, maybe they're sitting on that one, waiting for the right time. Well, I, I feel like this wouldn't be one, especially now that would go the wide read, so this would be like a Disney Movie Club thing, if anything. Right, okay. And okay. the same company has such classics as Herbie Goes Bananas and Monkeys Go Home. Yeah, baby! They went home! Monkeys Go and, Home? Yeah, it's like a 60s movie about a bunch of actual monkeys going to college. That's so not home. That, so that one episode of Futurama? Something like that. Uh, Black okay. Cauldron has a Blu-ray from there. Okay. That's okay. where you can get Black Cauldron on Blu-ray, the Disney movie club. <laughs> For all you Black Cauldron fans You can also there. get Tangled, the series, on Blu-ray from the Disney movie club, which is kind of neat. Yeah, that's yeah a, that I heard cool. that's a good show. I heard that's a good show. Yeah. So it's nice that it's on physical. You have to join the Disney movie club to get it, though. Right. But yeah, if you it. clip my affiliate link... <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish we had affiliate links. No, like, you can actually uh, just straight up, like, get a link from the Disney Movie Club to, like, refer a friend. If they click on it, use it to sign up. You can get free movies off of them. I'm still debating that. Don't worry, William. I'm thinking about it. Give I'm me thinking. free shit! I know, I know, I know. Maybe if they have something I really want, I'll think about it. Do you want it. The Weekenders on DVD? Well, uh, more I, than you, anything. Yeah, more, actually, I do want to watch The Weekenders, so maybe. Cool, you can get The Weekenders on DVD from the Disney Movie Club. <laughs> yeah they have goofy movie oh i think it's pretty apt that we're talking about a blu-ray release of Ernest saves christmas because knowing this show we talk about physical media but clearly there's no blu-ray release now here's the thing i was not gonna buy this on physical anyway i'm gonna be real i, I don't hate the movie but like watching through it i'm like Really, the connection I have with this movie the most is that Nostalgia Critic video. And even then, it's not even the official upload on the Channel Awesome YouTube channel. It's the version they don't want you to see. So Also, this movie's on Disney+, Plus, so like... Right. Which is funny to think about. It is funny to think about. Very funny. So, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't see this joining the collection Aww. anytime soon. I'm I'm sorry. It's just, it's just not happening. I don't know. What, what William, what about you? I don't care about this movie. <laughs> Buster? Uh, I'm going to forget we watched it in like a month until someone reminds me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The only way I would own this movie is if someone made an Ernest box set with like all the Ernest movies and it came with that. Yo, you, know, you gotta get, that would be really get cool. Shao Faction on it. The Ernest Complete Collection. Get all the rights sorted out for one big Ernest box set. It'll come with a giant-ass lithograph of an Ernest collage by Devin Whitehead. Yes, it's gonna please. be great. Honestly, I wouldn't put put it past Shout Factory to do an Ernest collection. That sounds right up their alley. I would, uh, if they did it before Elm Street, I would punch them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You take your Freddy Claw and just slash him in the face. Give me my Elm Street 4Ks, you fucks. (laughs) The 40th anniversary's coming up. Do it, bitch. Time's a tickin'. Tick tock. Warner Brothers might be dead soon. Someone's gotta take advantage of it. (laughs) Someone sell my Warner Brothers stock. I have an inside (laughs) tip that Bugs Bunny's about to die. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>
I posted that picture yesterday on Twitter because of the news, and it got like a thousand fucking likes out of nowhere because it's the easiest joke to make. Yeah, you usually do get the most likes with the easiest jokes, which is a shame because sometimes when you put actual effort into your jokes, I mean, actual effort. Let me <laughs> let me say that with quotations. You're, you're saying I didn't put any effort into the Amelia Earhart tweet. No, I believe you. Well, the effort you put into that is you looked up. Hey, did Amelia Amelia? The effort I put into it was comment on James's post. Yeah, that too. That too. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun fact: Yes, James did eat Amelia Earhart. Let's 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 lay down the facts right now. Yeah, yeah, we watched him do it. Yeah, I have video of it. Yeah, Yeah, we have video of it. We're not going to show it to you though. We'll only show it if Hal gets to 10k subs. I'll do it if you give me 10k dollars. Yeah, Yeah, that too. Yeah, I want 10k subs. William wants 10k dollars. Let's go, people. I'll do it for money. (laughs) If Raid Shadow Legends pays me enough. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of doing things for money, uh, do you think... James Gandolfini did Surviving Christmas for money. Oh, 1,000%, yes. As a paycheck. Yeah. So, speaking of James Gandolfini, let's talk about that. So, obviously, this is a podcast. We talk about the movies in my collection, yada, yada, yada. So, to coincide with Ernest Saves Christmas, I thought, well, the original plan was I wanted to show, I wanted to watch Surviving Christmas. And I wanted William along for that because I think that would have been funny. Um, and then Buster wanted to do Ernest Saves Christmas. We just married the two episode ideas. Here we go. So we're talking about Surviving Christmas. It is a 2004 holiday movie starring Ben Affleck and James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano himself. Yeah, baby. And, th- and that is the only reason I've watched this movie is because Tony Soprano's in it. Because I am obsessed with the Sopranos. I fucking love that show. It is easily I honestly for years have said that like, you know, The Simpsons is my favorite show of all time, but I honestly could probably replace it with The Sopranos at this point. I love The Sopranos that much. Like it is one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. It is so good. That's my mini Sopranos review out of the way. <laughs> Let's talk about Surviving Christmas. Oh, no. So, like, movie, so this movie, movie we've survived. Uh, this movie got three not different Razzie nominations and it didn't win any of them. Is that more embarrassing or less embarrassing? Well, probably less embarrassing because the Razzies themselves are embarrassing. Yeah. True. But Hal, did you know anything about this movie besides James Gandolfini? No, not a thing. Not a thing. And you're I the did, one that I, actually owns it, so you could have read the back of the box. Uh, well, do you want me to read the back of the box right now? Yeah, I guess. I'll read it. We know right, what happens. We already know what happens in the movie because we watched it two days ago. Yeah, but... The uh, audience! You know, some, some, think about the audience, can, William. But, yeah, sometimes we can get some comedic value out of reading the back of the box. I never do it, but I should be doing it more. True, All I right. did it more than you on this show so far. You, that is true. You have done it more than me, canonically. <laughs> And it all, all it was good for was making it so that I beat Ben's record. Yeah, you know, you know he's gonna come back with a vengeance after that. Yeah, what's he got to pick to do it though? I we're gonna have a four hour prestige episode now, unfortunately. Oh, no. And I'll join that episode just so he can't beat me. <laughs> Great, you Mordo, me, Ben, prestige four hours. Oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. the podcast of all time. 
Yeah, exactly. I'll be I'll be like the fucking the critic cut out by my book. Every so often I'll just cut in and say by my book. Yeah. <laughs> I am technically in the episode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. William, what did you think of the prestige? By my book. <laughs> anyway, let's read this DVD. It's madness, mischief, and mayhem when rich executive Drew Latham, Ben Affleck, decides to rent himself a family for the holidays. Okay. <laughs> Tired of spending Christmas alone, Drew makes the Valcos, James Gandolfini, Christina Applegate, and Catherine O'Hara, and Brian, don't forget Brian, but I guess he's not a bigger name as the other actors, so they don't name his name. Uh... Oh, so Drew makes the Valcos an offer they should have refused. <laughs> Get it? Because Godfather? Because Tony Soprano's in it, even though it's not the Godfather? Yeah, they don't even emphasize the fact that they're Italian, other than the fact that it's James Gandolfini. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so now their annoying guest and his outrageous demands are turning their Noel into a nightmare in this hilarious slapstick comedy. I can think of three words that are wrong with that. <laughs> That puts the fun in family dysfunction. I, mm. <laughs> no. it's, it's the back of a DVD. Like, they, they, they were really hamming it up there. Speaking of ham, uh, oh. Ben Affleck drops a ham in this movie. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. He burned his <laughs> hands on, a, on the hot stove. For no reason other than it was funny to see Ben Affleck drop a ham, even though no, it, it wasn't. wasn't funny. No, it wasn't. That's the thing. Also, I want to point out that at the beginning of this movie, before he rented a family, we someone I forgot who said, "Is he gonna rent a family or like just rent a family?" And it's like the fact that it's actual plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, this is the stupidest plot ever. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Ben Affleck is like this rich and super successful guy. And he has a very loving girlfriend, and to celebrate Christmas, he gets her tickets to Fiji as a present. And naturally, she hates that, because... I want to spend Crimbo with my family! Why don't you ever want to spend time with your family, Ben Affleck? I'm going to go home with my family and leave you alone in this wallow! Let me go Fuck back to your my mother, Letitia. Fiji. Fuck your expensive Fiji tickets. Which, like, that's... No one's gonna react like that. And it's like, yeah. okay, here's the thing. The, okay, we did they ever establish how long those two have been together for? Because it sounded like they've been getting together for a while based on the conversation they had beforehand. I mean, he's getting her tickets to Fiji. Like, I know he's rich and all, but, like, that's not something you just, like, do out of the blue with like someone you just met yesterday yeah like that that is like you know which makes the setup all the more stupid like that's the thing with this movie like your inciting incident makes no sense who the fuck says a trip to fiji is no bueno like Here's the thing that you is, could, that you is could, mind-boggling like, you could easily rewrite this whole movie with like a similar plotline that would actually make sense the thing is, like, the way you do it is that you make him just, like, a Scrooge character to begin with. Right. Which, he doesn't seem that bothered by... Well, so, like, the, the, the thing is, is, like, he's bothered by the holidays, but not in a Scrooge type of way. Like, he wants to celebrate it, he just doesn't want to be alone. Yeah, he's very eccentric, quotation marks. Well, yeah, yeah. Which, okay, like, so that's He doesn't want to be alone, so, like, why doesn't he go with his girlfriend to her family, then? Yeah, yeah, 
yeah why like did the did the writer did the four writers not consider that and also like as we learn at the, at the end of the movie her family is also rich so like what's the problem here i yeah no it's it makes no sense so anyway he is so then like he's just like what do i do oh let me go to see my girlfriend's therapist at the airport yeah cuz he docks her therapist with some shit i, I yeah it's like okay in, the, in in a smarter written movie, he would just go to his therapist and talk to them. But no, we have to be quirky and funny in this early 2000s comedy, and we have to make fun of the airport security. So, like, he's just like, hey, random therapist, uh, played by Steven Root, what do I do? And the therapist is just like, go to, like, a place that reminds you of your childhood, write down your grievances with your family, and then burn them. Bur- burn, like, the piece of paper you wrote on. I googled this and found it out five minutes ago. So it'll probably work. Yeah, that does not sound like, like, That's sound effectively advice from a, That does he, not sound like sound advice from a legalized, licensed psychologist. To be fair, he was yeah. in the midst of airporting and, like, trying to get on vacation, so he probably just said some bullshit to be, like, True, To be fair, on all accounts, Drew should not have done this at all in the first place. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right. Well, but exactly, like, exactly. So then the setup is he goes to his childhood home, writes down the list of grievances, and tries to burn them on the front porch. Uh, the, currently at that point, uh, Tony Soprano lives now with his family. Yes. So he sees this guy outside his house burning shit, so he just walks out there with a shovel and beats the guy over the head with it. Right. Which, yeah, honestly, so, fair. Yeah. Fair, very fair. It's so so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. This is when we're introduced to Tony Soprano, finally. I was like, oh, thank God we have James Gandolfini. And I'm just going to say it now. He is the only good part about this movie. Like, maybe that is just me and my bias. And just because he does use his, like, Italian voice in this movie, he sounds just like Tony Soprano. I mean, there's a lot less fuck words, but, like, you know, he he definitely gets, like, the cadences down. He even obsesses over an Italian meat in this movie. Like, come on. Yeah. It's not Gabagool, it's Salami, but, like, uh, you know, give and take. To be fair to you, Hal, I have not seen The Sopranos yet. I still thought James Gandolfini was the best part. Yeah, exactly. He, because he's just so naturally funny, I feel like. I don't know, just, like, this dude, something about him is just so funny. Yeah. Like, because he just seems so genuine in, like, everything he says. Because, also, because, like, he's in, like, this insane situation, and he's treating it pretty insanely where he's just like get the fuck out of my house like what are you doing here i'll give you twenty thousand dollars k you can stay yeah k you can stay that was funny that was funny because James he's Gandalf doing Fini it for money actually funny yeah why is he exactly. in this movie for money what's his character's motivation in the movie money <laughs> yeah exactly that's funny that yeah. is really was, really funny so and it's like yeah that's literally the setup it's like can i save your family no are you fucking stupid i'll give you a bunch of money because i'm rich oh yeah you can stay yeah, exactly. And, and, you exactly. know, it's like, you know, normal. the problem in the movie is that, like, Drew is the one with all of the power over these people the whole time. Mm-hmm. He's the one, he's responsible for everything that happens here. It's like, I'm going to give you guys a bunch of money. You have to do what I say. And it's like, uh, okay, cool. Like, normally in a movie like this, he would, what would happen is that the poor family who loves Christmas would find him, show him the meaning of the holidays. It'll be how a joyous time and they'll warm his heart. And you're like, I understand now I love Christmas. 
I'll help you guys out for teaching, showing me the light. Here's a bunch of money. He gives it to them as a gift instead of mm. as a bribe, like in this movie. Right. right. Well, let's talk about Drew, who's, yes, played by Ben Affleck. He's so uncharismatic, it's amazing. I don't want to be mean to Ben Affleck, but I have to ask, how the fuck has he stayed famous for so long with movies like this? Like, he is so uncharismatic in, like, these comedies I see him in. I don't know. Have you guys ever seen Geely? No. No. Okay. He's in that movie. He sucks in that movie. He is so uncharismatic. Yeah, it seems like I'm he's like, trying to be, like, this hyperactive character. But well, he- so in Geely, he's trying to be this, like, cool, suave dude, but he comes across as, like, a big fucking idiot and like in here yeah he's supposed to be like this eccentric rich guy like this this crazy rich guy who's like you know quirky but like i don't get that at all i just get ben affleck awkwardly acting like yeah, you it's know, very like, awkward well the movie is basically him like being this control freak to these people and like being like no we have to do christmas this way like oh i brought in this old guy duda to be the grandpa and i found him like, at the fucking community theater is now your grandpa yeah like duda it. which look i love duda he's a- he actually has some great scenes in the movie he's the but second like, best part of the movie exactly but like i don't know like just i don't buy ben affleck as being this like crazy eccentric rich guy he strikes me as like an actor who is a good actor that can act but you need a good director to pull it out of him yeah which there's a point to be made about the director of this movie but we'll get to that later (laughs) we'll get to that later not yet not yet but yeah no he just doesn't he doesn't fill the role that like an eccentric asshole would be like when i think eccentric asshole i think kuzco from emperor's new groove or bill murray in like uh scrooged or groundhog day exactly like you know i'm just thinking of like you know when i think of like charismatic jerks like just somebody like you know somebody who is kind of a dick and kind of like, yeah, I feel like the, this movie, he's not supposed to be more of a dick. He's supposed to be a little more eccentric. Yeah, like, but he's the still whole, like a crazy like, asshole. Yeah, he comes across really creepy in this film. And so, when, and he needs to be, like, he's he too, needs to be likable. He's he's always at max. He's too. Yes. Up. He's like, he's like Spencer from iCarly if he was a dick. Ooh. Yeah. yeah that's a good I, It's yeah. like, this kind of character is not supposed to be like a high energy peppy guy. He's supposed to be like the smart ass he's supposed to be the archer kind of character yeah i can see that he's, yeah, he's supposed to be then, a little more low-key he's not supposed well, to be like we're gonna do all this this this, this. we're gonna see santa it's gonna be great i'm giving you 20 bedillion dollars we're gonna go see santa at the trailer park like yeah like it's just it's just so strange these choices because then later on in the movie when he has to have like that emotional moment where he like finally admits like, Oh, the reason I'm so blue around Christmas is da 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 da. And it's like, okay, I don't buy any of that because like, why should I take anything you say seriously? And like, it's a very, it's like, it's a legitimate tragic backstory that makes sense for this kind of movie that like in a better movie would perfectly fit here. But it also raises questions about the beginning of the movie. It's like, okay, so the reason you didn't, your problems with your family is that you literally did not have one. Your father walked out when you were a kid and your mom died when you were in college. That Yeah. Why did you not tell your girlfriend that while you were dating? 
Yeah, like that's such a weird, and you don't have extended family. Like, that's not even that? a Christmas thing either. That's a first date thing of oh, so why you so wife of your folks? Oh, I don't have a family. My mom died when I was in college. My dad walked out when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you say the you lay these things out. Like if your girlfriend doesn't know that, that's, that's kind, kind of, of on shitty, you. That's well, yeah, that's on you. That's a shitty relationship. No wonder she walked out on you after you gave her tickets to Fiji. Like, something's missing there, dude. Like, there's a lot missing. Like, did you see all the stuff that was missing from his apartment? Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah, god. His apartment yeah. is Let's... so wise. He has, a, he has a massive uh, Chicago apartment. And, like, he has, like, nothing. It's like the rich guy equivalent of the mattress on the floor in the folding chair with the Xbox. It's hilarious how little there is in his apartment. It's like, did he really need, like, who came up with this? Like, Buy who, who, some things. You're rich. Put a table there. Is the joke supposed to be that like, oh, his life is so empty around the holidays that his apartment's so empty. But this it's movie like, is not smart enough for me to get to say that. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. That's what yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, this, yeah. It was like a miserable time watching this. Just... And yeah, that's let's get into that. So the whole movie is just Ben Affleck, like holding this family hostage and making them do stupid stuff. And like, that's it. That's where the comedy comes from. And you're like, okay, one, this main character is a dickhead. I don't sympathize with him at all. Even at the very end where you have like the scene where he's like admits like, oh, uh, you know, I didn't have a family. Like, I don't care. Like nothing up until that point made me like this character. Why should I like him just because you give like a tragic backstory. Like it's the same thing as Davy and eight crazy nights. Like you can't just have this asshole for like the whole movie. And then at the very end be like, Oh, by the way, now he's good. Now you got to like, no, work towards that progression. You got to work towards it. Exactly. You also have to hint at it too to make it work. Exactly. There is never there. Like the movie thinks it's hinting at it. Cause it's just like, Oh, why are, why are you like this? But like, that's not enough. That's not like, a hint. That's just telling that there's a question that needs to be answered later. You need exactly. to actually hint at it, like show pictures of like his mom in like the hospital or something, or something like anything, something. Yeah, and, anything. Like, the whole thing is like you watch this movie and it's like you can tell exactly what kind of movie this is supposed to be, and you can easily rewrite into that movie. So it feels like they're deliberately doing different things just to be different that are just making it worse. Which exactly. which may actually be what happened because what we found out saw the writers. <laughs> Should we just mention true. that now real quick? Yeah, or? let's mention the yes. writers. Okay, so the writers of this movie, I noticed it right at the beginning while we were watching it, I had them pause and go back to it. It says it was written by this person and this person as like a writing duo, and mm. then a completely different writing duo after them. And it's like, with this was written by two different duos of writers. Yeah. Which, that gives me the semblance sign that like, Oh, so these guys wrote the movie, and then for whatever reason, someone didn't like it, so they hired these two other guys to ruin the script. <laughs> and the and first frankly, set... yeah, we found this out. We saw that the, who was the first set of writers? What they do? Uh, Deborah Kaplan and uh, Harry Alfont. They did Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah, that which is a sat, which is a musical satire and comedy. Yeah. Uh, I also, like that movie. Can't hardly and, wait from 1998. I don't know what that film is. It's yeah, like the, the very 2000s writers. Yeah. But then it's mm-hmm. so like okay, but they probably or they're more common from what I've at least seen of them from the one movie. 
Then they had the two other guys come on. What did they do? Uh, Uh-oh. Rio 2011, the Tooth Fairy <laughs> with from Dwayne Rock Johnson. Johnson, Rock Johnson, and Yogi Bear from 2010. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Josie and the Pussycats guys wrote a movie, and then they had the Yogi Bear guys ruin it. Yeah, exactly. That sounds like what happened. We have no proof of this. That's just what it looks like is happening to me. So that's the story I'm going to go with. And this I, is also directed I'm to believe by well, the guy. Uh, yeah, I get, I'm going to say, like, as far as him as a director, his filmography and this kind of tells me he's a journeyman director. Yeah, mm. Mike Mitchell. I feel like he doesn't. His name is Mike Mitchell. He strikes me as a journeyman director as, like, he's the guy you get just to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, and, like, he seems like he's competent enough. Because, yeah. like, from what he's done, uh, he's done stuff that, like, not as many people would know about, like, Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. But then he's also done movies you absolutely know about, like Sky High, Shrek 4, Alvin and the Chipmunks, Chipwrecked, the, the second SpongeBob movie, Trolls, Lego Movie 2. In the upcoming Kung Fu Panda Four, yeah. yeah, some some people think we watched it because of that. No, we no. watched it because of Tony Soprano. Yeah, yeah. I but, didn't know he directed Kung Fu Panda Four until this week. It's just a gigantic coincidence that he's directing Kung Fu Panda Four, and we're talking about Surviving Christmas. Yeah, and the Kung Fu Panda Four trailer came out recently, and this uh, is a so. hell of a. Uh, of a uh, disjointed filmography. Yeah. Yeah. It tells yeah. me that he does not have his own style. He's just getting the job done. Exactly. Exactly. Which, like, and... that's not bad. Especially, like, there's some good movies there, but it's also You need not people like great. that. Yeah. I like Sky High. I like Shrek 4. It's just, I don't like Trolls, and I don't like Surviving Christmas. So, I, I hate you know. Surviving... Dare I say, I hate this movie. It, like... Oh, Yeah. It's well. That's the thing is like this is a miserable movie. Yeah. Like we weren't jazzed about Ernest Saves Christmas. We hated this one. Like it was not fun yeah. at all. Like occasionally Tony Soprano said something funny, and occasionally Duda said something funny. But like, yeah, like well, that's the thing is like the 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 baseline story of Ben Affleck being this insane person is not funny. Like. Maybe you could make it work. I don't know. But, like, certainly not from the writers of Yogi Bear. You know, we haven't even talked about Buster's favorite part of this movie yet. Uh, the porn? <laughs> no, not, no, 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 not the... Okay, there's a there's a scene where, like, oh, to make the mom of the family happy because... It, it, Catherine Sopran- O'Hara. Because Catherine O'Hara and Tony Soprano are having uh, relationship problems. He ha- he, le- he He helps Tony Soprano buy a new car. Yeah. Well, by which I mean a car from the 80s and a refurbished car from the 80s and he yeah. uh, let, get, has the mom do an 80s style photo shoot uh, the photo shoot photos end up on a porn site for some reason and the son finds them that's that and, subplot and yeah so then he finds her on the internet he finds her on the site and Duda just so happens to be there and he goes dude that's your mom can you print out a picture of that for me oh. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the actual Buster's actual favorite part of the movie. There are some uh, themes in this movie, if you will, which aren't even (gasps) real themes, but we'll get there. So, partway through the movie, uh, the sister, daughter of the the family arrives at the house. She's she's older. 
Christina Applegate, who I mistook at first for Kristen Bell. Yeah. yeah. It happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, she's blonde woman. I get it. She doesn't get along. Early blonde woman from the early two thousands. Yeah. Kristen Bell was Veronica Mars. Yeah. No, I was no, going to make a joke about Veronica Mars, but I couldn't remember the name, and also found out it wasn't actually her, so I couldn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. No. So she was gonna. She she immediately hates Drew correctly, but mm-hmm, throughout. Mm-hmm. But like the whole thing about the movie is like like the point is like Drew is like. Acting as, like, their son. That's the bit, like, oh, you guys are going to be a family. I'm your son. Brian's my yeah. brother. You're my dad. So you're that, dad, so he Tony says, Soprano. you're my sister now for the, for until after Christmas. Well, he says she's her their Ecuadorian uh, maid first. because he didn't have a sister. At first, which is uh, but, awkward. And, but then yeah. eventually he says, no, you're my sister for this because that's the bit. Yeah. I... And uh, where the awkwardness comes in when slowly they start to fall in love, and the whole movie now just has these awkward incest overtones, which is yeah. really weird because it's not even real incest either. This is no. that Walmart great value incest. <laughs> <laughs> well, then th- it's not even the only like uh heavily implied incest thing in this movie there's also later on in the movie when duda Duda, yeah duda's understudy because duda has understudy duda had to leave so then they got duda's understudy who's this sage old black man you know because funny haha like my that's just my grandpa and he's a black guy it's like oh funny um and so then duda's understudy is so obviously hitting on uh catherine o'hara's character because even though she's supposed to be his daughter, oh um, your grandpa's then, hitting on your mom. That's not a sense you hear every day. Yeah, exactly. The one and funny then, line in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And then there's like the son who finds the the mom images on the porn site. Which, by the way, the mom never showed anything. How did they end up on that website? To yeah, like with? she's just in arguably debatedly sexy clothes, and that's it. Yeah. At the most, it's softcore. I, I know it's not even softcore. I don't even think it's not even lewd. That's true. It's just I, I generically know. attractive milf, I guess. I guess. Eh. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, it's know. like like all that's happening. It's like it feels weirdly ancestral, but it's not even real incest either because it's all fake. It's all fake. But Mom, like, can movie... we have incest? No, we have incest at home. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Mom, Mom, can we have incest? Absolutely not. <laughs> I've been waiting all day to make that joke. Oh my god! <laughs> this is yeah, a, the, the best yeah. part. Though is that when, when we were watching it, I made the the great value incest joke. That is when Yensid walked into the call. <laughs> and also, I predicted this theme. I somehow predicted oh, yeah. this when the sister came. I was like, "Oh, are they gonna do some like incest shit?" I am well, girl. Yeah. You are a boy. We must sex now. Well, yeah, because she's like roughly around the same age as Ben Affleck. She's this generically attractive white blonde woman, and it's just like, "Oh, that's your daughter." Which, by the way, Christina Applegate is only ten years younger than James Gandolfini, but she's supposed to be the daughter Movie of James Gandolfini. I guess. She, look, man, 27-year-olds play teenagers on TV all the time. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Andrew Garfield was 31 when he made Amazing Spider-Man 2. I always think about that. <laughs> Hollywood! <laughs> yeah. and, ju- and that is why you still get carded for 
for eight or M-rated video games in your mid twenties. Mm, it's true. It's true. William, did you just buy know. an M-rated video game? No. Oh. I did get carded though when I bought the Banana Splits movie on Blu-ray. Really? What? Yes. Oh. Of all the movies to be carded for. <laughs> that is something you should be proud of. That is a that is a good story. I no longer own the Banana Splits movie, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. Like I was weirdly nice to that movie when I first watched it on Letterboxd. Like I gave it three yeah. stars for some reason. And like I got a comment recently on it because people were hyped for the FNAF movie. And I'm like, yeah. I gave this three stars. Why? I don't even own it anymore. So that tells you something. Yeah, no, I remember when I remember when we watched it. Well, you and me watched it separately, but I remember watching it like in 2019, just being like, "Oh, funny banana splits movie." And then I watch it, I'm like, "Oh, this is there's horrible. like one funny moment, kind of, and that's they don't go. They couldn't so much for that movie to make it actually hilarious. And like in the bonus features, they acted like that's what they did, but they didn't. Right. They, they took it seriously for some reason. Yeah. Look, all I'm saying is the best the best FNAF movie is the one with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I still purely watch because that one. Nicolas Cage. Purely because of Nicolas Cage. I think it's like, getting a 4K soon from Shaw Factory. Ooh, that spicy. doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy the 4K, but you know. Anyway, yeah, have we survived no. Christmas enough? Uh, well, no, we still have something to talk about. How about the funny uh, misunderstanding scenes when uh, the the girlfriend from the beginning of the movie gets the bracelet he sent her from the beginning as an apology gift and decides to come to the fake family's house? Oh, that scene yeah. had me cringing Hi, out Jinx of my soul. Yeah, that scene had me cringing. Yeah, that, that, that's the frustrating thing is, like, this movie is full of those, like, misunderstandings. And it's like, look... I get it. Like you think writing misunderstandings is funny, but like I, I've rarely ever seen a movie where a misunderstanding happens and I genuinely laugh. Like I'm just mostly uncomfortable when shit like that happens. Like, because one explain, like talk to these, like have the characters talk to each other. Like the fact that they're not talking to each other just is so stupid because like you can easily like fix everything by just being like, Hey, don't come to my house. Or don't come to the house. But, like, the girlfriend's just not listening for no reason other than, oh, it's funny that she's not listening. It's it's so stupid. Cringe comedy is very difficult to do correctly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I feel like one of the only movies I've seen that actually kind of gets it right is Elf, of all things. <laughs> of all things. <laughs> and that's only because Buddy is never embarrassed by anything, so it works. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're gonna have like embarrassing cringe comedy, I don't know. There needs to. I feel like there needs to be some level of like naivete on like the on the character that's like being cringy. I feel like yeah, that's when it's yeah. more funny, more tolerable. If you or will. like the other people need to be in more like not the character doing it, but like the other characters around them need to be in more pain than you're going to be. Right. Or at the very least, some it needs to make some sense. I need to like actually buy that like, you know, something like this misunderstanding could actually happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't buy any of this. Like, oh, he's like literally trying to explain to his girlfriend and she's not listening. It's like, okay, that's not realistic. When like, also, can... And again, this whole movie could have been avoided by an off-screen conversation five minutes before it began. Right, exactly. So I guess you know the writers would argue, oh, but then there'd be no movie. It's like, well, well, then if all, if good. that's the problem, then maybe your idea isn't a very good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what you make concessions like that for other things, like when you push someone out of the way of a moving car instead of both of you diving out of the way. That's a concession you can make. 
not right. something like this, because then it's just uh, the problem. The the uh, literal inciting incident movie is forced. That's a problem. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's also like the he ru- ruins that girl's life. Yeah. He Basically. Ru- yeah, oh, he, he ruins her life for he ruins no the family's life. Because like he, that he, family, he, it's, see, like the fake family has an argument, and then like the uh, the rich girl's family sees this, and they just have a random blow up out of nowhere. Where in a split time, say we're getting, we're fuck it, we're getting divorced now. Also, daughter, you're actually uh not my daughter. Some other dude named Skippy knocked up your mother, and she tricked me into marrying her. Was it Skippy from Ernest Saves Christmas? Something like that. <laughs> it probably was. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'd say poor Letitia, but I don't feel bad for Letitia. I feel bad for in that exact moment, but not for like the any of the other stuff that happened. Right. It's like exactly like oh her life and like now it's like okay you know what I just I just want to be with you now can can we just do the Fiji trip now I'm sorry I'll take you back no I don't actually love you what the fuck <laughs> he ruined her life just a yeah miserable basically movie. miserable uh, it really is and yeah and then like at the very end the 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 way the movie ends is so confusing because they go so they go to Duda's actual Christmas play because he's playing Scrooge in a Christmas Carol. And, like, this is when he makes up with all the characters. Quote-unquote. Yeah, quote-unquote. Like, none of it feels earned. Like, even in, like, the scenes where he's trying to make up with these characters, like, that's when he's, like, talking with Brian, the teenager. He's just like, hey, that girl next to you is pretty cute. It's just like, dude, why are we having this conversation during a fucking play? Brian's character is just porn addict, and I hate it. Yeah, that too. He's just generic, awkward teenager who can't get laid. Right. That's a joke. Yeah. And the they they uh the punchline of that joke is he finally throws his computer over the stairwell at the end of the movie. It's because like, he c- saw his mom's for JJ or something. It's like, oh haha, funny, I guess. This movie sucks. Yeah, no, and then at the very, very end, that's when they're just like, Oh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a coffee at that cafe. You know, even though Ben Affleck said he would never step into a cafe ever, it's like, oh, it's like the ending to the Sopranos, oh, but made... shitty. No, the ending of Sopranos takes place in a diner. He can go back to coffee shops again because he found a family or something. A family that only spent time with him to give because he offered to give them a, a bunch of money. Yeah, yeah, no, it's because he's it's rich. To- it's it's a totally fucked moral because it makes no sense. Yeah. The it's answer is terrible for money Christmas. solves. Money solves all your problems, which is technically true, but you're not supposed to say it. Right, and they don't even do it properly. Because he has all the power in this dynamic to begin with. It's like, he was he's the one in charge. It's like, what is the lesson being learned here? Who is learning the lesson in this movie? Is it Ben Affleck? Is it Tony Soprano? Who like, is it? Tony Soprano's character has nothing to learn here. He did nothing wrong. It's like, yeah, he should not give a shit about this guy. Yeah. Is it Christina Applegate's character? Well, no, because she's supposed to be like the character. Well, that's the other thing, too, is like, so we don't like Ben Affleck's character. Well, you know, all three of us while watching the movie, we don't like his character. But then I don't even really like the other characters. Yeah. I mean, I like because they're just Soprano. stock templates. Right. Yeah. I You made a good point while watching the movie that Christina Applegate, she's bringing up good points when she's like chewing out Ben Affleck. But, like, I don't sympathize with her because, like, that's all her character is, is she just doesn't like Ben Affleck until she does. It's like, that's not a character. I can't relate to that. It's like, you can see the 
the whole time it's like you can see the outline of what this movie is supposed to be but there's no meat right. it's like, all bones like this yeah. is a very, it's like the whole you can tell like you can probably just like in your head imagine what kind of movie this is supposed to be like just fill in the blanks for itself. It's a very tropey kind of movie. There's like a billion yes. movies exactly like it because it works. And it mm. feels like they instead decided we don't want to be just like any other movie. So we're going to make a bunch of do this differently. It's just that when they did it differently, they the choices they made were bad. <laughs> we're not going to have Tony Soprano lust after Gabagool. We're going to have him lust after Salami. <laughs> See, it's different. But it's Even like though the that whole goes nowhere. Found- but like the whole idea of like the found family Christmas movie is like it's very basic, but it works. Yeah, you've seen movies exactly like this. Exactly. Like I made the joke about how this feels like a Nickelodeon style Christmas special, except it's PG thirteen, and mm-hmm. was released in mm-hmm. theaters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, we forgot to mention the Mr. Mosby jump scare. Oh yeah, movie. Mr. Oh, oh I, I yeah. There's a couple of weird jump scares. Like I was joking about how one guy looks like Tom Kenny. It actually was oh, Tom yeah. Kenny. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about the very beginning. Oh yeah, where, like, where it's like everyone's it's like a miserable. Bunch of, well, there's like a bunch. Yeah, like it's just a bunch of people like preparing for the holidays. But and the joke up. is that yeah, the joke is that they're fucking up. So like Tom Kenny plays this guy wrapping a Christmas present, and he's not doing a very good job. There's this one guy who like goes up to like a Salvation Army Santa ringing the bell, and he's just putting his wallet, his watch, and his wedding ring in there. It's like, what? I think what, the what's... I think it was that the Santa was extorting him or something. I guess I, it, I it wasn't know. handled very well. Well, the, but, yeah. the, the the ultimate one was like the old lady putting a tray of cookies on top of her uh, stove and then putting her head in the oven. You're like, oh, is is she huh? trying to kill herself? Yeah. That's the thing is like these ce- these scenes are supposed to like. Is it a well, gas powered stove? Because that's the only way that would work. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like that. that's what makes this movie so frustrating is within the first five minutes. Well, one, these scenes have nothing to do with the rest of the movie. You could cut them out and nothing would change because none of the characters show up in those scenes. But like, they're not even funny scenes. Like, yeah, the grandma's putting her head in the in the oven. It's like, okay, but they didn't film it properly. Like, they filmed it from afar and she just kind of awkwardly puts her head in and then it cuts to like Ben Affleck in his world. And it's like, okay, well, and like that beginning that? that beginning sets out to be like a dark, cynical black comedy, which this movie isn't. Yeah. No, yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, it's not very dark or cynical. Like, if anything, it's pretty mainstream outside of they play christmas rapping at one point during the movie which is like the poppiest christmas song ever oh yeah i remember that yeah that's the one where like <laughs> when buster was like oh finally not a christmas yes it is <laughs> yes it fucking is half <laughs> the lyrics of half of the lyrics to the song is just merry christmas in my defense yeah. <laughs> in my defense i have no defense <laughs> In your defense, defense, you're Muslim. Yeah, you don't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, which is, why am I on the Christmas episode again? Because you wanted to be. (laughs) You were the one that actually wanted to be here. I didn't give a shit about being here. Why am I here? (laughs) I can't do this alone. What am I? You wouldn't have. (laughs) What, am I not a person to hell? But yeah, fucking Mr. Mosby shows up as a lawyer ratifying oh, yeah. the contract between the family. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I for- yeah, completely forgot until you mentioned it. And like, it's actually, it is literally Phil Lewis. Yeah. He just yeah, shows up. Know, it, 
It literally is. Yeah, it literally is. We were just immediately, we were like Zach and Cody, yeah. Mr. Mosby. Mr. Mosby? Is that him? Yeah. I looked it up. Yes, it is. It is him. Yeah. Oh, also, the actor who played Santa in the trailer park is named Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. Yeah. yeah. Why? Tumbleweed. I, Tumbleweed. I, I mean, I get it. Any guy, any Santa Claus from a trailer is absolutely named Tumbleweed. I'm just saying it still caught me off guard. Understandable. What other what other movies was Tumbleweed in though? We have yeah, to know. Let me let me look. Let me uh, look. Let me look. Yeah, look look up Tumbleweed's filmography. Uh, Letterbox. Uh, we we, we got to know. Tumbleweed, we got to know. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. What does he have a last name or is it just Tumbleweed? I, it's literally just Tumbleweed. All right, let me uh... just just go to the movie and click. on I found him it. There. I found it. Okay, it's Tumbleweed. He was in the uh 2004 Barry Levinson Ben Stiller Jack Black starred movie. NV 2004. And, Same year as Surviving And he plays Christmas. a character called Lester. Not not Santa? He calls, it's, and in this movie called Envy, he plays a character called Lester. I don't know what that says. I guess that also goes on the too many movies list. I guess we're going to eventually watch Tumble... We're going to eventually watch Envy. Those are his only two movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bro just... Do, starred in two movies and then dipped. He, he couldn't top Surviving Christmas. Oh. Amy Poehler's in that movie. Oh, joy. Oh, wait. I, did, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, you've... Yeah, you've wrong Amy. No, no. No, no. Amy Poehler was joy. That's the joke. Like, oh. But... But that oh. was the unintentional joke. I was saying "Oh joy," like as like a as like an ironic thing. But then I remembered, "Oh right, she was joy and in inside." Oh no, out. I thought you thought I said Amy Schumer for a second. Said Amy Poehler. No, 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 no. I would never think of Amy Schumer. What what, what do you take me for? I never think of Amy Schumer. <laughs> Who's Amy Schumer? Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, just should we wrap up our? Th- Wait, do you have the DVD of this? How? Yeah, that's yes. the reason we're doing the podcast. <laughs> that's the reason we're doing it with Ernest. I don't own Ernest on DVD, but I do have Surviving Christmas. As I said in my last episode with Yinsed, same thing here. I'm pretty sure I got this because I used to clean houses for a living, and I just one day found this, and I was like, holy shit, Tony Soprano's in it. I gotta have this. So I kept it on that principle. <laughs> But now that I finally watched the movie, I'm like, well, this isn't even ironically funny. Yeah, like it's it's pretty miserable. It's literally it's miserable. Yeah. Like it is so not funny. Like and as I had said, I rewatched uh, Eight Crazy Nights. Well, mostly because my server wanted to watch Eight Crazy Nights, and I wanted to be the nice guy and actually show it to them. So yes, I have seen Eight Crazy Nights twice this oh, year. Oh, my friend has seen Eight Crazy Nights eight times within like the last week. I'm not. I'm not doing that to myself. Okay, good. How? But How? look, I have an idea. Y- yes, I know you. Can, I know you can do this, do with this movie. Okay. Get a hole punch. Yeah. Punch a hole in the top of the disc. Uh huh. Tie a string in it and tie hang it on a tree. Okay, I can do that. Fuck. Because never watching this shit again. Hang it no, on your I'm, tree. I'm never watching it again. But I. You know what? Yeah, I'll fucking do that. I'll fucking hang the the the, 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 the disc on my tree. Will your family this be bitch okay into with an that? Ornament. I'll what? what? I'll 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 make I'll make sure of it. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll... <laughs> yeah. Make yeah, sure that I'll... surviving Christmas does not survive. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Oh, that is so red letter media of us. 
Yeah. <laughs> but we yeah, fit, we, I'm fit, not... we found the worst of the best. Yeah. No, this is not the worst movie we've talked about on the podcast, but it is down there. Yeah. It is so not fun. It is it was definitely not worth the worst it. Christmas movie I've seen. Well, yeah. No, as I was saying with Eight Crazy Nights, I like it less than Eight Crazy Nights. I would sooner rewatch Eight Crazy Nights, even though I've already seen it twice. I would watch it a third time before ever watching Survivor. That's Christmas a technical foul. <laughs> I know. I know. But, like, at least with Eight Crazy Nights, like, we get the bum bitty scene. Yeah. We get some nice music occasionally and some nice animation. Like, the only things I would give credit to this movie having is Tony Soprano and Duda. Like, that's it. Two whole so, characters? Two whole characters. And even then, I only like Tony Soprano in this because it's the same actor. It's not the same character. Like, it's not. But, like... I associate with him because James Gandolfini. I, I mean, it's th- this is the reason I'm I'm only ever gonna watch James Gandolfini movies from now on. Is just if he's in it, I'm gonna watch it because hey, Tony Soprano's in this. I have to see it now. Yeah. Well, look what that how got us. How could you be yeah. a favor? Can you put the Great Value logo in the thumbnail? I'll put the Great Value thumbnail. <laughs> yeah, baby. Uh, value logo in the thumbnail. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> this is Great Value Tony Soprano, aka Shitty yeah. Value. This is that exactly. Walmart brand incest. It's not even real. <laughs> How's Brian <laughs> supposed to get off to this? Yeah, There's no okay. stepsister in this. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, so, yeah. I'm not keeping Surviving Christmas. I imagine you guys are not going to add it to your collections. Oh, no. no. <laughs> well, technically, you're, you're not keeping in the collection. You're putting on your tree. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So... A star uh, on top will complete all the scenery. <laughs> oh you get like a James Gandolfini angel to put on the top of your tree, and underneath is the disc for Surviving Christmas at the top of the tree. Sure, sure. Arts <laughs> Wait, and crafts do you, do, projects. Do you have an angel at the top of your tree, or are you a star guy? Uh, I have King Kong holding a star in my tree. That's pretty okay. epic. I just, I just have a star. I did have a star before, but now I have a tree topper for my own personal tree, and it's King right. Kong holding a star. Okay. Nice. Because why, plus, what else would it be? Right, exactly. Knowing you, yeah, no, it has the to be. The same company Kong, right? has a shark for tree topper, too. Yen Sid, are you listening? Yes, he Yen is. Sid. You know he is. <laughs> He's always listening. Remember, he was, he was also technically there when we watched the movie for like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he walked in, heard me say, this is some great value incest, and then what, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> we were losing our goddamn minds. Well, I mean, at least we survived Christmas. Yeah, baby! Jim Varney, though, did not. Yeah. Or James Gandolfini. They oh. are both dead. They are both dead. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, they, they... Mike Mitchell's not dead, though. He's directing no. Kung Fu Panda 4. Yeah, I, I yeah, hope it's good. In March. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When are they going to invent Eight Nation Army? Uh, th- that's a good question. When are they going to invent Eight Nation Army? Yeah, play that in your trailer. Oh, no, they can only form the Great Value Seven Nation Army, so it's <laughs> only six nations. Oh, uh, okay. It's a midi. <laughs> See, in the Six Nation Army, that includes Antarctica. So which nations do they not include? They, that, that's a they question for the Antarctica. audience to decide. So they got, rid of, they got rid of two other nations and they put Antarctica in. Oh. Yeah. Can you guess which two they got rid of? The answer may shock you. I hope they got rid of America. 
I don't want to be associated <laughs> with this. Uh, yeah, me neither. I want I want to watch uh, Eight Crazy Nights again. <laughs> no, you don't. No, I don't. That's true. Why would I say that? When are we gonna get the Adam Sandler cover of <laughs> Seven Nation Army? <laughs> Seven Nation Army. Do, do, do. Oh, he's going to do a Crazy Nations. Oh, no! <laughs> That's how we'll get our Eight Nation Army sequel. Well, the Eight Nation Army sequel is Nine Nation Army. Yeah, okay. White White Stripes, are you listening? That is the band that did Seven Nation yes. Army, right? Okay, good. <laughs> All right, I think this podcast has gone on long enough. We survived Christmas. We saved Christmas. We talked about Great Value Incest. I think we did all we could. Yeah, let's Christmas wrap it up. I couldn't have said it better myself, you two. So, William, shout out your stuff. Where can people find you? I don't give a shit. Okay, Buster, shout out your stuff. Where can people find you? Hey, I run a YouTube channel where I do quick analysis videos on whatever I feel like. Uh, Just whatever I feel like. I don't really feel like talking about the topics I actually do cover because I talk about too many things. Talk about video games, talk about... Tokusatsu, talk about uh, freaking TV, anime, ah, things. Buster, did you talk about the kitchen sink yet? Maybe. <laughs> I might have. At this point, I might have. Uh, but yeah, go check out my YouTube. I'm also at Twitter, also at Letterboxd, just talking about things. Uh, I'm currently logging a lot of Doctor Who because I'm liking watching that. And just... IDW announced Godzilla vs. Power Rangers 2 yesterday. They're doing the crossover again. Oh, I've not read the first one, but uh, I might check out. I didn't like the art of the first one. Like it you don't like Freddie Williams from Red Letter Media? Oh, that that was <gasps> him doing the yeah, art. Yeah, he did. The, yeah, yeah. Freddie Williams did the art for those comics. Oh, that's how you get me. Okay, interested. I guess we gotta cover that eventually. Uh, he but... also did the art for Batman versus TMT. Mm, okay, yeah, yeah. He so he's he the one who did. drew. This is where my parents died, Raphael. Oh, okay. really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's that was Freddie. Oh yes. my god, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, William, you're selling me on this concept more and more, so I'll, I'll check it out eventually. Maybe I'll review it on the YouTube. Maybe I'll talk about it on Twitter. Maybe I'll somehow log it on Letterboxd if Letterboxd decides to go crazy. I don't know. There's, like, there's a good bit in the first one where, like, uh, I think it's I Guy and another one of Rita's monsters are, like, shit-talking on Godzilla and Gigan's with them. <laughs> so you have, like, the Power Rangers monsters shit-talking and then Gigan's just silently beating the shit out of them. That's amazing. That's funny. That's good. And, like, That's funny. Not a lot of words in this guy, huh? <laughs> I, I, yeah, okay, now you're, slowly, you're selling me slowly and slowly. But, yeah, go check out my stuff. The trade's yeah. available if you just want to get the trade. I'll probably use other methods. Yar, har, fiddle, and e. Buster's a fucking pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Gokaiger. <laughs> anyway, yes, your guys' links will be in the description. Well, thank you guys, and Merry Christmas. Uh, for uh, you've, I'm sorry, Even though you don't celebrate it, uh, Buster, Aww. but Buster, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy. Happy Buster Day. I don't know. Buster whatever you celebrate. Happy a- early Ramadan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy early Ramadan. You guys know Easter is <laughs> going to be in March this year. I know. I know. that. that well, what sucks is that Easter is going to be on a Sunday and then immediately after is April Fool's Day. So I can't have the Easter special on Easter this uh, next year, unfortunately. Oh. But we'll figure it out. But yeah, fuck Easter. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is the Too Many Movies... Merry Christmas uh, ending stinger. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, If you want to support the show, 
give a like, give a comment, listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or on YouTube too. That's fine too. I don't really care too. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy 2023, everybody. What a wild fucking year this was. Uh, and I'll see you guys in 2024. Uh, 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 Buster and or William, say something funny to close out the episode. Something Incest. funny. <laughs> I just... Oh, I wouldn't have expected anything other than what you guys just said. Okay, bye-bye, everybody. <laughs> Just for you,